0: Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage. The Hong Kong Military Service Corps was set up in 1948 for Hong Kong Chinese soldiers who served in a variety of regiments within the British Army. But the history of Chinese soldiers and labourers started nearly 100 years before. This week I'm joined by Captain Albert Lam, who shows me around an exhibition at the Hong Kong Museum of Coastal Defence at Le Yumun Mun about the Hong Kong Military Service Corps.
1: I'm Captain Albert Lam, I'm the chairman of the Hong Kong servicemen's Association. I joined the British Army in 1973, all the way until 1997. I served the British Army for 24 years. I have been working with many units, uh, start with the uh, Royal Corps transport, and then employed as adjutant to the Royal Hong Kong Regiment, and when the regiment uh, disbanded in 1995, I then posted back to the depot, uh, Hong Kong military service corps, uh, employed as the resettlement officer to help uh, soldiers because they will be made redundant in about two years' time. So my job was heavily trying to find jobs for the departing Chinese servicemen.
0: So going back to 1973, how old were you at the time when you decided to, to join and go into the military?
1: Compared with uh, the other member in my uh, patron I was actually uh, older, I was 22 at the time. We spent 17 weeks uh, in uh, the barrette, the Lyman barrette, right right at this museum. That's what I was
0: going to say, we're standing yeah. at the Museum of yeah. Coast of Defence, so this is home for you. <laughs> exactly.
1: When the British decided to form uh, in 1948, the unit was called a Chinese training unit. They trained Chinese to, uh, for all the British uh, regiment. They all work in different roles. And that time they have chosen uh, this barret, Lai Moon, as the training depot. And then that's all the way up until 1984, uh, when they designed to return this place, uh, to Hong Kong government and move everything, uh, to Stonecutter.
0: So with the Hong Kong Military Service Corps, we've got a, there's an exhibition on at the Museum of Coastal Defence showing the, the history of the Corps. So that was strictly a Hong Kong army contingent?
1: Uh, yes. Allow us to show to the Hong Kong people, really the Chinese that are serving with the British Army has a, a long history. Really it can be uh, dated back uh, to 1857. 1857. 1857, uh, yeah. So uh, th- that was when the second uh, opium war started. Uh, they wanted some people to come in to help them uh, to do the labour work. Uh, for example, like laundry or loading and uh, unloading from ships or delivering things uh, to the uh, gun position or the front line. At that time, there's a nickname for those uh, people. It's called the Cantonese coolie Corps. The British really, they have a tradition. Wherever they go, they always in the uh, occupy uh, place. They try to employ the local in uh, to do some labor work. That will also release the the pressure on the shortage of manpower and also uh, for the uh, combatant arm.
0: So you're saying it began in 1857. So that's a a very long history. When would the Hong Kong Military Service Corps have taken on a more of a military role?
1: I would say, 1938. At that time, UK already uh, facing the pressure from the German, and but Hong Kong also the the Japanese already uh, took uh, Manchu, uh, and then they are pressing uh, south. Then the British forces in Hong Kong they asked f- uh, for help from the UK. UK okay, basically think, wow we have. Uh, A tremendous pressure on manpower, especially the the need in Hong Kong are the uh, uh, artillery men to man uh, the gun position. So they they advise Hong Kong, why not you train some uh, Chinese uh, to fill that role? Yes, uh, well before uh, 1938, uh, there are a a long history of Chinese serving in the uh, Royal Engineer, but they never been properly trained or never been set up a, a school type or training center type thing to train them properly so only in uh, in 1948 when the first 16 gunners uh, uh, enlisted they were properly trained and then put on gun position only a few years later in 1941 when, when the uh, uh, Japanese uh, came to Hong Kong they all, all did well all fight bravely Many got their war medals uh, to prove that their service been outstanding. Yeah.
0: So, the Hong Kong Military Service Corps would they have fought alongside the volunteers? Uh, what what role, or would they have been with uh, you know with the Royal Engineers and other British Army contingents?
1: Uh, the the Hong Kong soldier mainly fought with the uh, British battalions because they. Uh, the Hong Kong warranty quite an independent uh, regiment. Their own, uh, they have their own trade, all different trade, like the uh, transport, uh, fuel, ambulance, and uh, uh, gun uh, gunners, and also uh, uh, riflemen. Uh, but we, uh, went in 1938, uh, mainly there are two types of people uh, enlisted into the British forces. One is training to be employed as royal engineer, as engineer. They, their job mainly to set up the mine along the key uh, 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 entrance to Hong Kong. So all the way when uh, Lamma, uh, Chin Moon or uh, on the eastern uh, passage.
0: They were, they were laying landmines? Uh,
1: uh, no. Uh, uh, landing uh, their mine uh, in, in the water. Ah, in the water. Yeah, water mine. yeah. Right. All the uh, key passages uh, into the harbour
0: are they still there today?
1: No, they be, they, they've been removed. And uh, According to the police uh, uh, survey, they believe some of them are actually uh, uh, along those uh, lines of mine. Some of them actually sunk uh, uh, into the bottom of the sea. The, bot- the police reckon there's, there are some 200 around the Hong Kong water, deep uh, uh, underwater, and also uh, many of them are covered with mud. Uh, so they decide not to touch it.
0: I'm talking with Captain Albert Lam, of, uh, the chairman of the Ex-Servicemen's Association in Hong Kong. We're at the Hong Kong Museum of Coastal Defence looking at the history of the Hong Kong Military Service Corps. So when you joined as a 22-year-old to the Hong Kong Military Service Corps in 1973, was that because you liked the uniform, you enjoyed being a soldier, you enjoyed the outdoor life? Was it a good salary?
1: Well, I am uh, a very active guy. I I I, I like sport. I do a lot of, of things. So when I see the uh, recruitment uh, posters, and then I say, okay, perhaps joining the army will really fit me uh, uh, perfect. So I I apply, and I have no. To be honest, I have no idea uh, what the British army uh, is. But I, I but I. I see people uh, near the barret go out uh, in the lorries, travelling in the hills, and then and then I say, "Wow, this is this will be all fun." So I joined in uh, '73. Uh, I after recruit training, I spent some uh, 17 weeks uh, uh, in Lyman Barret. and after recruit training, I was posted to the Royal Corps Transport.
0: So here at the exhibition, you show some of the uniforms, also. Um, models of the guns. Um, And uh, you can also see here some of the cap badges worn by the soldiers.
1: The Hong Kong military service corps is quite different, uh, quite unique in the British army. Now you look at uh, uh, these cap badges, they all have their own training uh, school, train people into their own regiment. So People actually have a choice. I want to be a signalman. Then they will join the signal unit. If I want to be an infantry, they go to the the recruitment centre and say, I want to join that unit. But in the Hong Kong military service corps, people come in, they don't know what they are uh, doing uh, uh, when they were uh, recruited. So they they will learn basic soldiering for some... Uh, sixteen to uh twenty weeks, and then after recruit training, they can apply for what unit they want to join. And so, what
0: what does field training involve?
1: Now, field training, we our training really uh, uh, has no different uh, with the uh, other uh, uh, British Army, uh, like filing, map reading, uh, living in the field, uh, and parade drill, and then of course after the uh, basic. Uh, soldiering training, then people start to learn a trade from the unit they asked to uh, ask for
0: now with uh, the exhibition here you're also uh, you and colleagues have been uh, from the Hong Kong military service corps have been uh, holding workshops on Saturdays twice a month. one of those that you brought a land rover in and, mm-hmm. it, and explain what you then then showed the public and got them involved in
1: yes uh, when we uh, sat down with uh, the museum talking about in that six-month uh, show how can we make it uh, uh, more uh, uh, variety, uh, how to make it uh, attract to the public. So we designed to have two workshops uh, uh, every month and all uh, run by different uh, units. For example, the uh, physical training core people will come in to how te- teach people how to do exercise, how to uh, <laughs> play with a uh, rifle, a uh, pocket drill. And then uh, the Royal Corps of Chansot, uh, in they, they're doing it this month. And last uh, Sunday, they came in, they brought in a Land Rover with antennas, camouflage net, and also a tentage. We call it a nine-by-nine. So you why you call it nine by nine? Because you measure from the inside is a square nine uh, feet uh, wide, nine feet uh, 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 high, uh, and then there's all with a tailor-made uh, uh, pole. So you join the pole together, then you put a canopy, and then you will naturally become then connected with a land rover. Then it is a command post.
0: So as a soldier, how fast could you and your and your fellow soldiers put one of those up?
1: Well, the army time, uh, they, you know they have competition. Uh, they, they can put it up in about a minute.
0: Now, if we return to the Battle for Hong Kong, uh, members of the Hong Kong Military Service Corps served with different parts mm. of the British yeah. Army within Hong Kong, uh, but some of them also would go abroad to serve during the war.
1: Uh, after they sh- surrendered on uh, Christmas Day, uh, many of them uh, is. Escaped from Hong Kong into the mainland. This is true. And then they flew uh, with the help from the British Army A Group. Uh, They went into China, make their way to uh, 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 Guangxi. There they entered uh, Burma, and they were at many of them. They joined the British Army again, and they trained Uh, some involved with the Chinese, some with we worked with other. uh, regiment and they fought the Japanese in Burma. That is why uh, in the World War Two Veteran uh, Association uh, here in Hong Kong, uh, they some of them have Hong Kong uh, Defence, uh, the Hong Kong War Medal, and many of them have the uh, Burma uh, Medal.
0: After the war, what were the kind of peacetime duties for the Hong Kong Military Service Corps? Uh,
1: that depends. Uh, Different uh, unit will have different roles. For example, uh, the army dog unit uh, they heavily involved uh, on on the border duties, using like search dog uh, to work on the on the border, uh, catching I eye
0: So illegal immigrants. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah illegal immig- uh, immigrant. Uh, other people like the call transport also uh, mainly transport uh, service. Passenger and their family to and from. However, when there's also uh, when there were a landslide or when there were uh, after typhoon, the army always deployed to help to to rescue people. Uh, Even like uh, in 1966, 67, when there were riot in Hong Kong, we we did actually deploy to the street. However, we. We deploy to the uh, police station. We help to man the police station so the policemen can go outside uh, to release some of the manpower pressure.
0: My thanks to Captain Albert Lamb talking there on the Hong Kong Military Service Corps. The exhibition on the Corps is on show at the Hong Kong Museum of Coastal Defence until June the 11th. Thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage.